Thanks for listening to Tights and Bites. If you like listening to the show as much as we like making it, you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes, like this one from Just Joe 42 He says, we remind him why he started to enjoy wrestling in the first place and that we've helped him rediscover his fandom after he lapsed a bit. Aw, oh, man. Thanks, Joe. Go to iTunes, share the love, and hit them fives. Enjoy the show. Tights and Bites Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Daniel and there's guy Mike Eagle is there as well. Tights and Bites Podcast. Tights and Tights and Fights is a wrestling podcast. Tights and Fights is a podcast. We are talking wrestling together. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I messed that up. I'm not going to go back. I'm the host who <laughs> What song? No, wait a minute, Hal. <laughs> wait, just, just a second. No, you yes. don't have to go back. Okay, but talk to me. What the song was that? Do you know what song that was? No. If you know what song that was and you're listening <laughs> to Tights and Fights, shoot out the hashtag, I know that song, and and a picture of the superstar. Nice. Uh, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll send them something. We'll send them a thing. Yeah. We'll send, we'll send a you a thing. Or we'll, we'll talk about, I don't know, yeah, what, what do we have, do? We don't have anything. I'll sign somebody else's shit and send it to them. <laughs> <laughs> Just whatever we got to do, you There's know? There's so much stuff lying around in this office. Yeah. They wouldn't miss one thing if we they, took it inside. Yeah. We can't steal Jesse's things. We yet. should send him hey. that entire rocket outside. Yeah. Just send him the entire <laughs> rocket. If you want the rideable rocket, we will sign it. But you have to know whose song I was doing. I don't even know anymore. I've already <laughs> forgotten. It's been too long. Hold on, Hal. Yes. Uh, just to, for the listeners out there, mm-hmm. uh, legally, we're not going to send you the rocket. Yeah, we're yeah. not sending you, you the rocket. We're not going to get the rocket. We are under no legal obligation to do what we just said. Okay. I'm the host who owns the coast, Hal Lublin. <laughs> and I'm joined by my fellow members of the nation of conversation, the queen of all your dreams, Danielle Radford. Hello. And the heel who seals the deal. That's right. Mikey Gear. That's good. That's right. I don't like nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Coming up on this week's show, a family deunion, a Royal Rumble retrospective, and a lot more. But first, let's talk about the Royal Rumble's WWE title match with champion AJ Styles, who called out John Cena, but not before he complained about how little he's being featured on the Royal Rumble promotional material. Let's take a listen. The Royal Rumble poster. We have some superstars in the front, along with John Cena, but I can't seem to find AJ Styles. Where is that little devil at? I can't see him. Let's enhance this poster right now. There he is! There's that cute little devil back there! John Cena up front, AJ Styles way in the back. Now, after a red-hot exchange, which I thought was fantastic, John Cena... Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, it was. uh, John Cena came back to deliver this closing line to the segment. There's only one John Cena, and I'm still a bad, bad man. And my time is now! Wow. Can I just say real quick? Yeah. Um, I think the recent um, explosion 
of men referring to themselves as attractive in WWE. I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, AJ Styles <laughs> is a cute devil. Yeah. Uh, Rusev calling himself handsome. Yeah. Rusev, I'm all with it. I love it very much. Thank you. That was my time. It's nice to, to promote a positive self-image. We should it all is. have positive face or heel. That's right. We can all like ourselves. Yeah. Not, they love ourselves. I like it. I want I want more dudes talking about I want whole feuds that are just about like who's prettier but for dudes. <laughs> and then I, and then I want uh, an evening suit match. I think that's great. A tuxedo <laughs> match. It's a tuxedo. Just, yeah. yeah, and it's just like the tuxedos that like Cesaro wears the, where the they like, rip off. Uh, <laughs> Yo, I give, am beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Give me some of that female gaze. That's right. <laughs> now guys, a lot of people have been unhappy with how often John Cena's been in the main event picture. But most of the audience seems on board with the build of this match. In fact, he even got cheered. They actually figured out the two of them how to get AJ Booed and John Cena cheered, which is a credit to both of them. Why is it hotter now than it's ever been? I think it's because John Cena is leaning uh, more into tweening. It's John Tweena now. <laughs> and I think that's really brought some heat to the feud is that... He looks like he's really out there talking shit like 2008 John Cena almost. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you almost expect him to burst into a rap battle, but I'm glad he's not doing that. Yeah, uh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think his edge, him embracing that edge is what's bringing it new life. What do you think, Danielle? Yeah, no, I agree. I think that that's a huge part of it. Obviously, part is that, like, he's been gone, so anytime he comes back, it's like a big, big deal because whether you love Big John or you hate Big John, like... He he's a good he's good at the thing that he does for a living. Like he yeah. he, he is very good at the wrestling. He is and I, I feel like a bunch of us have been saying it for a while. Like he has been doing some of the best work of his career in these last couple of years. He's been doing awesome. Um and yeah, him and just the chemistry between him and AJ is crazy and the fact that there was kind of that cooling off period I think definitely um definitely helped. I am enjoying it. So very much. I said, like, when I went to Raw uh, a few months back, they had, like, a two-minute match that was the two of them. Um, and it was fire. And it was, like, super – it was super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, those guys in the ring together, they're just they're just money. They're just great. Great segment for a go-home show. Um, but let's compare that to Raw's title scene, where number one contender Roman Reigns faced off against Chris Jericho for a chance at regaining his U.S. title. And he lost. (laughs) Reigns has faced off against the various combinations of Jericho and Universal Champ Kevin Owens a lot over the past month. Do you guys think that that's at all hampered the build to the final showdown between Reigns and Owens? I am very ready for this program to be over. Um, I'm still having fun with it right now. Every time they do the cage, I'm like, I can't believe they let them do that cage. Um, But like, (laughs) I'm still having fun with it. Okay. But I think, I mean, so much of that is just how good Jericho and Owens are. Mm. They're just so good. Yeah. They're just so fun. And they're super over. like that. And they make me care. They they do, but I wonder if that's a problem. So, so Mike, let me jump to you for a second because you, first of all, you're a heel. Second of all, <laughs> you complain a lot about the face heel dynamics being <laughs> off. That, that opening segment... Roman Reigns was booed the whole time. Oh my God, yeah. booed hard. Owens and Jericho hard. Were, were cheered the whole time. If yeah. you were watching it and you know never what, seen though? them before, they would be the faces. I did notice that when Roman kind of uh, snarkily, sarcastically tricked Jericho into granting him the rematch, the people really went up for that. There were a lot of yes chants for that championship rematch. Hmm. 
And I thought that was interesting because they were booing him hard. Yeah. But they were cheering him getting this championship opportunity. Yeah, I think sometimes cheering, people though? just like want to do, they just want to cheer boo sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and they want to see the match. They want to see Jericho wrestle. They want to see Jericho wrestle. But yeah, I, I will say when you talk about the face heel yeah. alignment, it is definitely a heel move to like put someone best friend in a cage. Like, that's, definitely, that's definitely not that's a face move to put someone's best friend in a cage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Roman is just always going to be not right until they do the right thing with him. I just feel like that's yeah. just a permanent thing. And I think that's going to carry into whatever feud they have him in is that feeling of, man, this ain't as good as it could be because he's on the wrong side. You know what I mean? And, right. if, and if they, you know, if they ever, ever go ahead and actually turn him Ah, oh, gosh. Could you imagine what it might feel like to boo him because you're supposed to? Yeah. Could and you, you know, imagine? He's just, he's still going to be the pretty, pretty prince with the nice blue contacts. And don't you love booing pretty, pretty <laughs> princes with nice blue contacts? <laughs> kind of do. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Come that's, on, Joe. That's booable. That's a booable offense. He has, did he move? He's moved from the flag jacket to a shirt now, right? Is he he's not wearing the, I didn't see him wearing armor at the top. No, I, I think he was wearing a shirt, but he probably got a new shirt. Yeah. <laughs> just the Kevlar's built in. It's a, it's a Kevlar weave. Can I have a fashion corner moment? Please? Yes. Um, I did realize that part of the reason I don't like Roman Reigns is because his outfit makes it look like he thinks he can transform it to a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> like if he tried hard enough, oh, he could just I will would, it into being. How much would you pop for that, though, if he did just transform into a I motorcycle? I would love that. I yeah. would love him and that. Oh. <laughs> if, if they did that. Ended every promo with... <laughs> See you later. Believe that I'm a motorcycle man. Now, would would the motorcycle also be wearing like the, the vest? Yeah, it would just be a motorcycle with a vest on the front over the headlights. <laughs> He's got a move called the drive-by. You know what I mean? It's already built in. It's already built in. Next on American Chopper, Paul and Pauly Jr. try to rebuild Roman Reigns' leg. <laughs> Let's jump over to SmackDown. <laughs> now, Mike, we talked a couple weeks ago about the idea of the Wyatt family breaking up again. But we didn't get to hear your thoughts. So how do you feel now that Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton seem to have excommunicated Luke Harper? Do you think that's what's happening? Can I happened? tell you the problem I have with this entire scenario? Yes, I wish you would. Oh, my God. <laughs> the thing that bothers me every time I've seen the three of them on a television screen in the last month or so is that... Bray Wyatt is supposed to be a cult leader. Mm-hmm. What kind of cult leader can't control his two members? <laughs> He's got two members, and he can't stop them from punching each other in the face. Yeah, at this point, they're not even like a cult. They're just like roommates. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> He's like the super of their apartment or something. Like... That don't, it, to me, it just it boggles my mind. He's like magical. He can't stop his two friends from punching each other in the face. <laughs> Remember when he had lightning powers? Yes, he <laughs> had lightning powers for a week. <laughs> they can't keep two dudes from fighting over who drank the last of the milk. And not even just two dudes. The two dudes that follow him around everywhere. <laughs> the two dudes he gave the key to his sister's creepy cabin. You yeah. know? They've been Come roommates on, for man. a long time. <laughs> they can control when they shave. That would be m- a lot more fun to watch. Is like, hey, Bray, I know that Eric's moved out and Bron's not on the couch anymore and we have an extra room and it's cool if Randy stays for a while, but 
He's not paying his rent. <laughs> I feel like I've been paying more rent. And what's the thing with the snakes? Yeah, yeah he's got snakes everywhere. And did you get a new rocking chair? Because I thought it was broken by Dean Ambrose. Is this one magical too? Because I got you that last rocking chair. You said that that meant something really special. And uh, I, look, I don't want to judge you, but we all have our own computers. And I saw you looking for <laughs> Sister Abigail porn on my computer. And that's not okay because you know I work for the government. <laughs> and they will look at my search history. All right, other news. Leading into the Royal Rumble, Big Show made his return to call his shot against Braun Strowman. And more interestingly, Sami Zayn defeated Seth Rollins after some Triple H music fearance to earn a spot in Sunday's big event. Now, Danielle. Did the fact that the match between Rollins and Zayn was really good outweigh how strange it was to see two beloved faces fighting? Um, no, it didn't bug me. Really? No, it didn't bug me. Again, it's that thing of, like, I remember uh, back in the day, one of the, you know, I I make fun of the Attitude Era so much because so much of it is make fun of all. But obviously it had parts that worked, and that's why we all remember it. And right. one of the things that I feel like was done very well back in the Attitude Era was that, like, if someone was feuding or in the middle of a feud, they would still, like, wrestle other dudes, mm. you know? And yeah. it's okay to have two faces wrestle because, like, if if if... If Raw is a show about a show or whatever, or it's about wrestling, then, like, why would it matter that one guy is a bad guy and one guy is a good guy? Right. You know, like, that's not how sports teams work, where it's like, well, you know, this team is the Patriots and, you know, this other team is from hell or whatever. This other team has lightning powers <laughs> and bad roommates. Like, that's not how it works in the real world. Like, sometimes you just have people where you're like, oh, I like this person and I like Steph Curry. Like, that's just how it works in, like, the real world. Yeah. So I don't mind it. Well, and there was motivation Sami Zayn's the only way he gets into the Rumble match, and Rollins has to fight because he'll lose his spot yeah. otherwise. So there at least was some intrigue to it. Sometimes it's just nice to see nice, like, good wrestling. And, and yeah. also, I, th I felt like that was actually good, solid booking, too. Yeah, you it know? was. Like, it makes sense for Stephanie to screw Seth that way, or to, to be complicit in screwing Seth that way. And she's been, you know, kind of on Sami's case for a while, too, so it was kind of made sense for her to put him in that position. Um, he's looking a little goofy. He's looking a little like I, I have a hard time, like something. I don't know what it is. Something Sammy does. There's something Sammy does. I think he like celebrates in the wrong time in the ring. <laughs> I don't know what it is. He was going for that pinfall for the sunset flip power bomb, and he was holding down Seth with one hand, and he was like pumping his fist with the other while 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 he was making a count, and it was a two count. And I was like, why do you have to do all that? You don't have to do all that. You don't have to do that. Who's that for? Nobody wants you to do that. I kind of, I don't know. I think it's kind of awkward. It's like, I, like, I kind of like his awkward. new, yeah. I like his new character of like awkward guy. See, I don't know how I feel about it I yet. but I like okay, it. Okay, maybe I should look at it through that lens that he's purposely being awkward. I think every, you know, it's, it's as much as we want someone who uh, gets over because he's just good at wrestling, sometimes you have to have a character. Oh, no. Same thing happened to Daniel Bryan. I want characters, you know? believe me. Yeah, yeah. I'm, so, I'm all for it. Characters even... welcome. It's USA. <laughs> How about it? While we're bouncing between shows, let's take a look at the women of SmackDown and Raw. The only women's match this week was a one-minute squash from Nia Jax against the local competitor. Danielle, how much is the lack of female wrestling hurting the division? <sighs> We need to have a lady wrestling thing every single episode of every single show. And it can't just be, as much as I love watching Nia just squash local talent, like, it, it, 
They're good. And this is, I, I think it, this is part of a bigger conversation I was going to have with some of the stuff. Um, I think it's something we're going to talk about later. But like, one of the things that's nice about when we have the slow period because of football and they're obviously like, things are a little slower, but they're also taking more chances. It means that the women's division gets more of a chance to shine. And I'm worried that now that we're firmly on the road to WrestleMania, the women are going to start taking a back seat again. Mm. Do you think, though, I, it didn't I, it didn't even occur to me that there was only one match between the two shows because it, it did feel like there was progress made, that stories move forward. I thought that instead of putting Charlotte or Bailey in the ring in some configuration where one runs in on the other, it's just stuff we've seen before, to put them both in sit-down interviews where we learn more about their character and their and setting up their match, that did more to make me want to watch that match than them doing the same thing they've been doing for the past month. Right. And I don't necessarily, I don't know that I would want it to be Bailey and Charlotte again wrestling, um, but I do think that this, it is a wrestling show. Yeah. So I do need to see more. And it was nice to have Sash come out and she does the the thing where she's like, ha ha ha, you thought, and then like beat someone up with some crutches She did beat the hell out of her with that crutch. I I, I was very into that. That's pretty great. Let's (laughs) let's look at at the SmackDown women's division. So, Mike, on SmackDown, they do at least seem to be developing some depth. Naomi's back and in the mix for the title. Natty and Nikki's feud is looking solid, and Mickey James got some mic time to establish her character and intentions. Is that enough to entertain you, or do you need to see more in-ring work? I thought that was all great. Uh, one thing that I am definitely tired of is is Nikki. The entire contents of every feud Nikki Bella is in being backstage fights. I feel like we just went through that with Carmella. Like every time somebody have a microphone in Nikki's face, Carmella hit her in the back of the head with a baseball bat. And I feel like <laughs> the same thing is happening with Natalia every week. Like one of them's talking and the other one throws them through a wall. Like you know what I mean? I, I just I want them to find a way yeah. to use her, you know, in ways other than that. And more she, wrestling on the wrestling show. Definitely more wrestling, but I just want to pitch something that I think would have fixed that segment, where if Nikki's talking about her face being on the truck, right. instead of Natty coming out and talking, you throw her into the truck and say, now your face is really on the truck. <laughs> yeah. You walk away. That's I thought I thought great. that line was missing, too. That's, I was yeah. waiting for that line. I was like, your face is on the truck now, yeah. right? <laughs> she might as well have come out of it like, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> I'm Natty. <laughs> All right, now SmackDown ended with an Intercontinental title lumberjack match between The Miz and Dean Ambrose with Ambrose retaining. It is the fourth consecutive SmackDown that's concluded with a title match. Does that booking feel like it's raised the stakes of the show for you guys? And before you answer, let me just say something. I love how SmackDown is booking their titles because the world title feels important enough that it's very rarely defended and usually at pay-per-views, but everybody's chasing it. Meanwhile, the Intercontinental title gets to main event more shows and feel more prestigious. So even though The Miz doesn't have it, and he's done more for the title than anybody has maybe in the last 10 years, but they've they've managed to make both titles feel important. I think the tag title, the tag titles are maybe the ones that have have, uh, sort of fallen by the wayside with this booking, but I, I like the way that they're constructing it. Do you guys agree with what I'm saying here? Yeah, no, I've always like, even if it's not, it doesn't have to be like your biggest title or anything. There, sh- a title should be, def- especially if you're only like now that it's just like once a week, and like that's all that we see of any given product. Your title, sh- uh, a title, should be defended at least twice a month on regular TV, and it should feel like it could be lost. Right. right. Like give it some stakes. And again, it doesn't have to be like the heavyweight title because I know you want to save something for the pay per views or live events or whatever. Um, 
But yeah, no, it's important. Like I, I, you know, it's weird to think that like, oh, well, we might have a title match, but for some reason we could only ever lose the title every fourth Sunday or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I like that. It, it keeps it, it makes it feel relevant and it makes it feel like, you know, any given Tuesday. Yeah. What do you think, Mike? Yeah. Um. I, I really, I just enjoy SmackDown, period. I just feel like it flies by and... Ooh, and my every, name's Helen Mike and I love SmackDown. I do. I'd marry it if I could. <laughs> I would marry you too. Hey. We're going to be in a non-traditional relationship with That's Smackdown. right, SmackDown. Me, you, and Two Hal. dudes in a TV husbands. show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, I enjoy it. Um, I feel like all the storylines, I mean, there is that problem, and I and I think you highlighted it. The tag team thing is an issue, because right now you got American Alpha, which is a hot team, um, the Usos, which I felt were really heating up, and they're nowhere to be found right now. I love heel Usos. Yeah, What's happening? Great, you know? Oh, what a bummer. They were really connecting yeah. his heels. I think they were killing yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, I do love, by the way, that uh, when Julian signified an injury by throwing up the X that a referee throws oh! up. Oh! Fantastic. We're the best marks ever. Wait, this wait, is wait, great. Wait. <laughs> we're the best marks. But yeah, they're hurt. They, they do have talent in that division. Yeah. Brizango, mm-hmm. The Ascension, I think, could still be a good tag team. I love the Vaudevillains. You know, The Ascension the did a promo a couple weeks ago where they mentioned... Um, what Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family were doing, I was like, damn, that could be interesting if you put them, like, if you make them like the acolytes to, yeah, to you know, Undertaker. Yeah, Bray. and they're still doing their own thing and yeah. being like their own version of scary and, yeah. and not just like, well, we went to the swamp and now we don't take showers. Yeah, right. Because Cosmic <laughs> Wasteland did not work last year when they were with Stardust. Didn't <sighs> I work. wanted it oh, to. Yeah. I wanted it to. But I also yeah. think now, looking back, you know, I think, I think. Cody just wasn't in it, and like I don't think he was into it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think only that so makes much a they difference. Could do it if they wouldn't put him in a real program with anybody. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's look over to the ending of Raw, where Brock Lesnar and Goldberg faced off in the middle of the ring, when the famous gong sounded, and the lights went out, and in the ring was none other than the Repo Man. Just kidding. Yes, it's the Undertaker. Repo, 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 repo Man. man. <laughs> So on the one hand, you get three part-timers in the ring to close out the show, and it's an easy way for them to get criticized. On the other, it's pretty great fan service to see three legends at a standoff before the Royal Rumble, and you realize all of a sudden that any one of the three of them could win the match, and it would make sense. Or die at any time. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just joking. Um, Don't at me. So what? what Stay on my mentions. <laughs> when, I, <laughs> when I was watching it, I, I'm watching them get in the ring. I'm like, all right, there's going to be a brawl. And then I'm looking at the clock and realizing, <laughs> oh, no, there's only like 60. Because I watched it later. I knew how much time was left. There's only like 60 seconds left. So I had to get myself okay with it not being a physical altercation. Once I did that, I was like, "Oh, this is a this is a good stage picture." Wait, where where are you guys? Are you are you guys this is a joke or not bad? <laughs> well, it's just I mean, first of all, I always wonder if this was a real show, what would then happen to these three dudes who are looking at they're just like, "Oh, the show's over." And they just calmly get out of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> like, but uh for me, like I don't I don't mind it. I think it's fine. Like I you know, they're three part-timers hanging out, being part-timey. They're not taking anything away from any of the other, like, younger dudes. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my worry with the Big Show uh, Strowman thing is, like, Big Show got to put Strowman over. Yeah, That's what that's what has to happen for that to work for me. Um, but so, yeah, I didn't mind it. It's, it's three part-time dudes beating up, you know, each other, is keeping to their own little weird retired pocket universe <laughs> of WWE. 
I was good with it. It's fun. It's the road to WrestleMania. That this is what starts happening now. People start just showing up out of nowhere. <laughs> can Can you tell me, Mike? You watched Raw. I did. Why? I feel like I nodded off for a second or looked away. Why was Goldberg's head bleeding? Oh, because he uh, he hit his head on a on a wall or a locker or something like walking out, right? Oh. His thing. What door? Oh, yeah. His, he hit his thing head is that he like headbutts shit yeah. before he comes out, which he's now saying he's not going to do anymore. It's probably well, good, smart because he gave himself a concussion and he couldn't talk. Yeah, please don't. Through his promo. Please, you have children. We know because you talk about them all the time. Like, only, concussions are bad. It's only seventeen words in that promo. You got to get them right the first time. I, I can tell you, no aging Jewish man should be hitting his head against the wall. <laughs> I know that. That is, I've related to a bunch of them. I'm slowly becoming one. It's not that slow. Yeah. Okay, well then you have to stop hitting your head against the walls before we do the podcast to get hype. But He's that's hype. how I get. And then it. Stay hype. I get hype, but I ain't hype unless I hit my head against the wall a couple times. <laughs> is he bleeding? No, he ain't hype. He ain't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, here, you need me to cauterize that? I'll scream at the wound. <laughs> I'll close it up. <laughs> well, as always, there's going to be a lot of news to get to each week. And if we missed something that you'd like to discuss, start the conversation at facebook.com slash group slash tights fights. When we come back, we're going to talk about what I consider to be my favorite pay-per-view of the year, the Royal Rumble. Yay! That's up next on Tights and Fights Royal in Rumble. three, two, one. Hi, I'm comedian Emily Heller. And I'm cartoonist Lisa Hannawalt. And we're the hosts of Baby Geniuses. Do you want to learn weird new facts? Do you like hearing successful creative women talk about their poop? Do you want the scoop on Martha Stewart's pony? If you answered yes to any of these questions, our show is for you. We interview people like Paul F. Tompkins, Kristen Shaw, Michael Che, and more. So check us out on Maximum Fun. And let us mess up your brain. Yes, please. <laughs> Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know. Tights and Fights Podcast. Tights and Fights. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined in the booth by... Danielle Radford. And... Mike Eagle. Every week, we like to take a look at one corner of the wrestling world that deserves extra attention. This is our main event. The Royal Rumble is the first WWE Big Four pay-per-view of the year, and it's when WrestleMania season really begins. Here's WWE and what we can expect. The Rumble. It's intense. Look at this! Are you kidding me? He saved himself! Emotional. John Cena! This number three! Unpredictable. This arena is shaking! Each year, the spectacle grows. And in 2017, the 30th anniversary of the Royal Rumble returns to the Alamo Dome. Now, 30 <laughs> competitors enter and are thrown over the top rope until one remains, and that person earns the right to be the number one contender for a world title at WrestleMania. Now, with it being the 29th Royal Rumble, maybe it is the 30th because it's the 80, uh, 88, and this is the 30th one? 30th Royal Rumble, but it's not. The it's the 30th, 30th Royal Rumble, yeah. It's not the 30th anniversary of the Royal Rumble. That right. Doesn't make any goddamn sense. Years are stupid. Vince McMahon says. It's you, the 30th one. But yeah, why not milk it? This is the 30th, and next year's the 30th anniversary. This is stupid. I think mm. it's dumb. You know what? Let's just they, end I the told show you, early. Vince loves like just arbitrary anniversaries of like shit that he did. Yeah. Well, hey guys, oh, remember when I did this 30 years ago? Goddamn, pal. It'll be the 30th Rumble. The 30th Royal Rumble. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> so, given that this is the 30th Royal Rumble, let's let's look back um, and let's talk about our favorite Royal Rumble winner. Oh man, I, I I'm gonna say Steve Austin winning the 97 Royal Rumble, mm. where he cheats to win. Because I think he is the only person to have been officially eliminated and then come back and win because the refs didn't see. For you guys, who's your favorite winner of the Royal Rumble? Um, I was talking to uh, Julian, the producer, uh, before the show, because yes. as I have established before, we're friends. Yep. And um, and he was talking about how much he loved that um, that Rey Mysterio win when he was in for like an hour or whatever, and then yeah. he came back and won it. And that hour is a really, plus. really good one. That's amazing, and I love Rey. I don't know. Like It's hard. It's I never... I don't want the other winners to feel bad, so it's hard for me to pick <laughs> one that's my favorite. They're all good, and all of you boys did a great job. Okay. Also, I really <laughs> like when women come in and try to be in the Rumble. I guess yeah. that's my... There have been uh, China three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three been women. Three. China, Karma, yep. and Beth Phoenix, who eliminated the great Kali. Oh, she was yeah, no, great. Yeah, uh, no, Beth Phoenix like brought Kali down and was like, we all smooch, and then smooched him out of the ring. That sounds really weird. Do you it, remember what happened next? It was very next? weird and slow. I don't understand the physics. <laughs> Do you remember who eliminated her? At all. Mm-mm. CM Punk gave her the go to that was the year. Oh, that's right. He, he gave her the straight edge promos. He gave her the go to sleep and threw her Beth out. Beth Phoenix to go to sleep. Yeah. Oh my God. Do you have a favorite Rumble winner, Mike? Unfortunately, it is one Chris Benoit. Yeah. What's unfortunate? I look. I mean, it's, I, I just mean you know because nobody likes to think about him, and sure, I sure. get it. But when I think about like. <laughs> I'm Guys. not going to make the joke that I'm thinking Oh, of. I almost want to hear that. Oh, so, almost. so a woman getting fake kidney in the face is a problem. No. Uh, but Chris, uh, Chris Benoit's uh, actions are definitely a problem. He killed a woman and a child. I know. There's I know. not messing with too you. much worse that you can do. I know. But in, in context of watching a Royal Rumble and having a guy win who, like, you don't think they're ever going to give that kind of push to... Yeah. It was one of those moments. He like, was like, the "Oh, the big Chris Benoit! They gave, they're gonna put him in in Mania." <laughs> he was know? the original Daniel Bryan, he which was. is why so many of us have been so terrified about poor Daniel's brain. Oh, yes. jeepers! And okay. watching Total just, Bells doesn't help because he just seems distant and, uh, and depressed. Yeah, and a huge big bummer. Yeah, I, I think maybe the best Rumble ever is 2001 because it is a Rumble with acts, and mm. a lot of them have that where somebody comes and clears out the ring. But there are definite segments. So there's a hardcore segment to that where all the guys come out and they all have weapons. I think maybe um, Raven is the one who brings them all to the ring. Um, there was the Hardy story early on where they wind up eliminating one another just as Drew Carey is entering. And uh, that one ended with Austin winning. That was his mm-hmm. chance to get the title against, against The Rock. But in terms of individual... And that was his last Rumble then. Yes. Yeah. Great moment. In in Rumble history, just favorite moment. G- give me another one, Danielle. Um, I still I I that just I, as much as they flubbed it, that moment of AJ coming in. But it's so it it's just that moment of like this dude who'd been trying so hard and been killing it in Japan and everything, and everyone was like for sure he was going to go to NXT like they've done with so many of these yeah. other guys, and they were like, nah, dude, you're AJ Styles, like you're gonna debut with the Rumble and you're gonna be here. Yeah, it was just such a big moment in such a like. 
it felt like AJ's. I almost said quinceanera. That's not the word I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah. What's the coronation? It's, yeah, it's his coronation, yeah. like oh. his his cotillion. Yeah, yeah. like his yeah. like his bris. His bris. Finally, <laughs> they cut his penis and give him a name. <laughs> but no, like it, it. It feels like it's one of those things. Where it's like he's been working so hard, and now he gets to like have his big debut at like yeah. the Rumble, which is like basically the most important place where you can have. Like a big debut, so yeah, that's. I think that that one still sticks out as one of my. Even though it it feels too recent to be a favorite, it's totally a favorite. It can be a favorite, Mike. All of those Kofi Kingston, I almost got eliminated. Oh, yeah, but I the handstand, great moments. I did Spider Man. I did <laughs> sitting you know, on Biggie's shoulders. Yeah, man, getting a ride around the ring. I love all of that. <laughs> all of that. Uh, all right, I'll oh, along those lines. I just want to mention Daniel Bryan being thrown out after eliminating Kane and landing in his arms during Team Hell No. Yeah. And trying to convince him to put it back in the room. <laughs> that was great. great. Yeah, that was great. great. Uh, Mike, like we mentioned, the prize of winning the Royal Rumble is getting to go on and compete for the title in the main event of WrestleMania. But here's the thing. The WWE loves to advertise Royal Rumble as like a show of numbers. They're like, 29 minutes. The longest <laughs> that Dolph Ziggler's ever lasted. 15. The number of toes Undertaker has. That's why his shoes are big. Here's another number for you. Seven. That's the number out of the last 10 Royal Rumble winners who went on to lose their respective WrestleMania matches. Damn. Is that kind of trend something that damages the prestige of the Rumble to you? No, because I didn't know that. <laughs> well, now you do. Have I ruined it for you? No, because I, I, I'm going to forget as soon as we walk out of this booth. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think I think it's important as a pipeline to WrestleMania. I think like you know, even from that match on Raw with Seth and Sammy, we see like the difference that a match has when it has any kind of stakes. And so the Royal Rumble itself being a main event match of a pay-per-view that has stakes that last for the next few months, I think it's just so important. Whether they win or lose, just the fact that, like, it lets us know as viewers who it is that they're pushing, mm -hmm. you know? And I, and I feel yeah. like win or lose, just, just even seeing that and how it's able to elevate people and how it's able to showcase people, I think that's always going to be really important, like, whether they win or, or lose the, uh, the main event of Mania or not. Fair enough. Final question for both of you. In addition to the match itself, one of the best things about the Rumble is when people make their surprise returns or their WWE debuts, as we've talked about with AJ Styles, whether it's someone from NXT, an indie guy, or a long-injured superstar. Who would you guys like to see this year, aside from Kenny Omega? I think if Ty Dillinger doesn't come out at 10, they have missed an opportunity, right? <laughs> I mean, they have, but they probably will miss that opportunity. I know, but I just yeah. it would just be so perfect. Even if he doesn't, like, stay and he does like Sammy did where he just, like, did that and then came back later, that would just be such a fun moment. Um, so I would like that. Um, I would love to see Shinsuke or Joe, even if, again, it's just a one-off and they don't come. Although I think Joe is probably about ready to, to yeah, come I think, up. Yeah, I think it's Joe's yeah. time. Yeah, I think it's Joe's time. So I think, I like, too. Joe, I would love to see come up. Um, Angle is like, I'm not going to do it. And I'm like, stop lying. So Angle, I would like, if that, like, if that music hits, I'm losing it. I'm crying. I'm going to cry in front of y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That music hits. I'm losing down. it. Mike? Angle, Joe, and Omega. I, I don't, and, you know, and those would all be awesome, like, lose your shit surprises. And if they can engineer something else where it, it would, somebody else where it would make me lose my shit, great. But those are the three guys who I feel like, at least somewhat likelihood, and it would be an awesome moment. Okay. Know? So I, I, I'll echo Angle and Samoa Joe. I know this couldn't happen, but as long as we're fantasy booking, 
if Broken Matt Hardy came out. Oh, you are right. You're right. You are right. Their contracts are up. They are free agents. How much? Oh, my God. Vanguard 1 comes out first. I want this. I want this and it's got to be Bray Wyatt in the ring with him alone. Oh, got to isolate the two. Oh of them. my god! I delete, wanna... delete. Oh, you just god. see like it comes up and it's just the view of Vanguard One as he comes out and he goes across the crowd and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" And then Matt Hardy comes out. I don't care. Yeah. Bring Maxwell. Bring your pregnant ass wife. <laughs> right. Bring everybody. Come him, out. Have him oh. come out like standing like George Washington in the dilapidated boat and have them wheel it out. <laughs> oh. Like he's crossing the. Goddamn Delaware. Hal, Hal, I want to thank you so much for allowing me to imagine that. Even if it never happens. I feel like that moment where you buy a lottery ticket and you're like, I could be a millionaire. (laughs) Like, that's how you just made me feel. It's like, I know it it probably won't happen, but just for today and until the Rumble, I'm going to walk around believing that it could. Oh, my God. Exactly. That's why the Rumble is so great. It's so magical. Every time that countdown happens. You just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And there are only, I think they've only filled 22 of the spots. 22 or 23, so they've got seven seven to eight spots to play with to I- either introduce somebody, bring somebody up, or bring somebody back. It could and be that is the perfect amount. It could be Stone Cold. It could be Hillary Clinton. It could be anybody. <laughs> Who the hell it's knows? It's not going to be Hillary So I can dream. Yeah. We can okay? dream. We're all out I of dream. dream. We're all yeah. out of dream. I could dream. We can dream. Pantsuit Nation. Hashtag Pantsuit Nation. I'm saying, though. <laughs> now, if you're listening to this, and you want to share your opinion on the Royal Rumble, too bad. Get a podcast. Just kidding. <laughs> Best way to do it is at facebook.com slash group slash tights fights. When we come back, we've got the last three count before the road to WrestleMania really gets going. That's coming up on Tights and Fights. Hi, I'm comedian Emily Heller. And I'm cartoonist Lisa Hannawalt. And we're the hosts of Baby Geniuses. Do you want to learn weird new facts? Do you like hearing successful creative women talk about their poop? Do you want the scoop on Martha Stewart's pony? If you answered yes to any of these questions, our show is for you. We interview people like Paul F. Tompkins, Kristen Shaw, Michael Che, and more. So check us out on Maximum Fun. And let us mess up your brain. Yes, please. Baby Geniuses, we know everything. Baby Geniuses, tell us something we don't know. Tyson Fights Podcast. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by Danielle Radford and Mike Eagle. Every week, we like to end the show by sharing some of the joy of pro wrestling with you. This is the three count. <laughs> Danielle, you're jerking the curtain. Ha! Jerk that curtain. Jerk that curtain. Ooh. Um. <laughs> Hello. Well, I'll be leaving <laughs> for the lawsuits. <laughs> and then at the HR meeting. <laughs> um. So I'm putting over uh, this week. New Day and Titus had a great exchange that was based off of a meme from um, a girl who was talking uh, with, what's his name? That dude, Dr. Phil. Maury Poe? Oh, Dr. Dr. Phil. Phil. Yeah, the Dr. Phil Mm -hmm. Um, quotes, (laughs) I think. I don't know if he's a doctor. But uh, Oprah Friend. So she was talking talking to Oprah Friend, and she got very lippy, and it was a meme that's been going around for a while. And so uh, Titus and the New Day did the entire, like, meme part of that as part of their promo. Um, So it's New Day and Titus doing the meme, and uh, some helpful person on the internet, I don't have a credit, I'm so sorry, has cut in 
in the meme part from the actual interview so you can see where everything came from. So here's a clip. Here we go. Go on and catch me outside. How about that? Catch me outside. How about that? Catch you outside? What's that mean? Just what I said. What does that mean? What I just said. He means catch him outside. He'll go outside and do what he has to do. That's what that means. Catch her outside and she'll go outside and do what she has to do. That's what she's talking Um, So that's, and I liked it because to me, like, it's it felt like a resurgence of, like, Black Twitter New Day, mm-hmm. which was the new day that most of us kind of fell in love with when they were cheating and they were heels and they were doing stuff that was straight off of Twitter that was just kind of fun. Um, so, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And that's what I, I just wanted to put that over because it, it feels like another one of those moments. I don't know if that would have happened when they had the belts during that long thing. And I've always been saying, like, hey, maybe when they get the belts off of them, they'll get a chance to do as much, much fun as time machines and other kind of stuff is. We can kind of get back to um, black Twitter new day. So Are you, are you, are you uh, part of black Twitter, Danielle? I try. I don't. I, not, I never recognized that shit when they do it. I didn't know what that was. I oh. thought I thought uh, Xavier was just suddenly mean, and I was into that. Oh. <laughs> I knew it was from something. I had no. I mean, I yeah. I think when I like when I saw but the crowd reaction, I thought it was something. I just didn't know the reference. Mike, what do you want to put over? Um, uh, you know, I don't. I didn't like anything from real wrestling, so I had to put over something from podcasting again. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and I got to give it up to Chris Jericho again. He's the bravest man in podcasting. Uh, this week he had on Perry Saturn, who we all, might all remember from uh, the Revolution and the Radicals and then the Renaissance. I think he was a painter. Um, yes. Uh, but is that when he painted with a mop it that is. he thought was his Oh, girlfriend? my God. So in, in this Moppy. interview, <laughs> that's one of the things he touches on. I mean, the main thrust of it is kind of, his journey from getting into wrestling and then, you know, from WCW to WWE and then how his life really got hard real fast. He, he was, I guess he was always using drugs the entire time he was a wrestler. But then oh. at one point he got injured in the WWE and he was sitting at home and then he just started doing everything and ended up homeless, ended up like being a goon for drug guys like collecting drug money in exchange for drugs yeah no he he went really hard um and he talks about getting clean and turning his life around too um but you know he's still kind of in a bad way you can hear it Hmm. all of that but you should listen to it because it's great and here's a clip from it did you know when eddie and chris passed away where where were you at that point in time i when uh chris passed away i was literally i was in a crack house getting high and somebody told me hey did you see that some wrestling guy died you know Mm. and that's how i found out about chris wow so eddie when he passed away i was at one of the moments where I was trying to be sober, so I was struggling with it, and Sonny Ono told me okay. about Eddie, you know. Did that, did that affect your, your, your attempts to be sober and get clean? Did it, did it hurt, hurt you? Was it just another I guy? So. I don't think so. I want to say it did. Yeah. But it, you know what I mean? I just, I relapsed three or four times you know mm-hmm. and uh in my but relapsing is a process part of the getting better you know that's oh, uh, sad yeah no it was sad and it was Ooh. funny and it was great Ooh. and uh jericho I, I love that he's like 
you can tell he's talking to some of the guys who like other people won't necessarily reach out to that he has a bond with i mean it, it, it's remind me a little bit of his teddy hard interview too um, yeah we kind of it's like reaching out to a guy and kind of putting him on display so people can help out and be aware of a situation and all that too and it made for a really great conversation i'll put him on a list a list of sweethearts. That's right. <laughs> I want to make Danielle's list. I want to Well, look under your seats. <laughs> oh, on the list. I, I don't have anything. I don't. <laughs> oh, yours must be lost in the trash. That's why I took your seat. Oh, oh yes. I'm so excited. You made an excellent seat choice. <laughs> <laughs> it's only going to be one of us. <laughs> I always check the seats in a room to see if there's anything on those. <laughs> See. Any prizes in here? Yeah. I'm leaving. Just checking. Before I get my driver's license renewed, I want to make sure you're not giving away checks. <laughs> DMV. All right. Now, I, I wanted to put over AJ Styles on, on Talking Smack because he was, again, great on there talking about how John Cena can't cut it in the indies. But we already touched on that. So I want to talk about a guy who continues to develop into one of the better heels in WWE, and that's Baron Corbin. His ascent has been slow. But steady, he's got a character, he follows it through, and and his appearances on Talking Smack have definitely helped with that. Uh, so they put him on commentary for the 10-man Battle Royale. Of course, he'd already announced himself for the match. And he didn't talk too much, but everything he did was important in establishing his character and let you know what he thought of himself and what to expect from him in the Rumble. So here's a clip from the very end of the match. Let him enjoy this moment because Sunday he won't have one. What? I mean, mm-hmm. I, and you get the sense with him that he's sort of talking off the cuff or he's really good at delivering scripted lines and should be an actor. So good job, Baron. Hey, I'm loving Baron Corbin. Lately, that was man. great. He's yeah. really, he's, he's getting himself over really well and they're booking him really well. His move set is awesome. Yep. Um, yeah, I think he's got the tools, man. That reminds me of that episode of Breaking Ground where he was sitting there just like eating a burrito bowl or whatever. And I think it was Mojo because everyone else has to like put stuff away or do something and Mojo walks by just like, huh, just uh, just eating that burrito bowl. He's just eating and not helping. (laughs) What a sick. That's the real heel, man. Uh, You know, I just want to point out that it's been a real rough week. For all of us. For many of us. And I find that one of the things that soothes me the most when I'm really stressed is music. So I just want to play some calming music underneath the end credits. Is that okay with the two of you? I'm yeah, down, of let's course. Do it. Okay. Julian, will you please hit the music? All right. <laughs> <sighs> that does it for Tights and Fights. Mm. We are a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. We show this. Our hosts are Danielle Radford. Hey, what's up? Hey, girl. And Mike Eagle. That's me. Whatever. Along hey. with me. Hello. What's up, baby? Albert? You know I'm doing all right. Mm. Our producer, in silence behind the violence, say his name, Julian Burrell. Mm. Senior producer at Maximum Fun, that's Laura Swisher. Hey, girl. Hey. You know who the voice is behind our theme music? Who's that? It's Mike Eagle. Oh, what up, Mike? Every time I hear that song, I just want to put you over. Mm. Over. Like, over. Please, please, 
And hey, listen, we didn't forget about you. Never. Hey, guys. Why don't you keep up with us all week long at Facebook.com mm. slash groups like us slash tights fights. You know you like us. And you know we're on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Get on you, that Twitter bro. Yeah, why don't you follow us at tights fights. We'll give you them hearts. I'm going to follow you back. I'm going to retweet you so hard. Mm. And if you love the show, remember to hit those five stars on iTunes. Share us with all your friends. I can't believe this song's still going. (laughs) We'll be back next week for even more, you guessed it, wrestling. Tights and Fights Podcast. Tights and Fights. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.